Happy New Year to everybody. Um, the uh, looking back, everything, start of a new year. Uh, I finished my Bible reading for the year, for my third year. So, so I have a lot of catching up to do. I'm going to catch up with mom and dad. Uh, but it, I mean, I've read the Bible a lot over the years, and maybe not so much in other years, but um, it's a good feeling to be able to dig into God's word and uh, look at those things that are written aforetime for our learning through patience and hope, you know, in the scriptures. I encourage you to read the scriptures this year and make it a, uh, the most important thing you can do on a daily basis. It's the most important thing you can do, not only praying, but reading the word of God, because that's God communicating to you. You communicate to him through prayer. He communicates to you through his word. He's preserved, and we have today. Um, in Romans chapter 8, Paul's address, addressing the Romans. He says, church, he says in verse 18, he says, for I reckon... He's, that's a, a counting term. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's not worthy. It's not, don't even start counting them up. None of the stuff that we're going to suffer here in this life are worthy to be compared. It's a comparison. One thing in the Bible is, <laughs> if you don't like math, which my son <laughs> is not very good at you're not going to want a lot. Uh, in the Bible, there's a lot of accounting terms where, you know, Peter says, grace and peace be multiplied to thee. He got multiplication. When God, Jesus comes back, he's going to what? Divide the sheep. You know, he separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to divide it. There's division. There's all kinds of uh, <laughs> math. There's the three-in-one Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, I can't explain to you how <laughs> there's one in three persons, but... It's in there, and it's true. The, uh, so he says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy. You know, when I get, <laughs> I don't know if you're like me, but I, I seem to suffer a lot here in this world. You know, physically, spiritually, a lot of sufferings that God's people have. But we're supposed to not compare those things to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. When I start to get the woe is me and down in the dundrums, you know, I found lately a good recipe as to what? To count my many blessings. We sing that song, count your many blessings, name them one by one. When you start doing that, that frown goes up, it goes upside down, it turns around. It does, I'm telling you, try it out. I did it the other day, coming home. I started counting many blessings and all the sufferings that I was currently going through just kind of faded away. And Paul says they're, they're not worthy to be counted. When I st start to think of uh, the Lord in Psalms chapter 40, here David is. Listen to uh, what David says. He says in chapter 40, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He's crying to the Lord, and the Lord inclined to him. He will do that to you. He will do that for you. He says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. That's what the Lord does. He puts you on a solid foundation. When you look to him, he can get you out of that sand and shaky ground that you're on and that you're suffering and you're going through. He will set your feet upon a rock. 
and he will establish your goings. He's going to establish the way in which you should go when we look to him. He says, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. You know, Psalms 118 verse 8 is supposed to be the middle verse of the whole Bible. And it says, what? To trust in the Lord and not in princes. Where we put our trust, we're to put our trust in the Lord. He says, blessed is a man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. He says in verse 5, many, and the Lord's blessings are many. His abundance of mercy and his blessings, his works. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to what? To usward. We read last week Isaiah, for unto us a child is born, to unto us a son is given. When you think about the gifts of Jesus Christ, and the many blessings he's bestowed upon each one of you, that'll get you out of the, the suffering that you're going through. He says, that works to usward. They're, they're to us. His wonderful works are to you. They're to me. We need to look to the Lord for all the spiritual blessings. He says, which are to usward. They cannot be what? They can't be reckoned. They can't be counted. Okay? He says, which thou hast done and thy works, thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up. You can't count them up. <laughs> It'll keep on going. You will never be able to stop counting the blessings one by one, each day, we're to declare it. He says, they cannot be reckoned up. That means that it can't be counted up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than what? They're more than can be numbered. That's what he's telling you. You can go all day and all night. We'll never be able to contain, you know, John said that all the books in the whole world put together couldn't uh, list all the good things God did while he was here on, on earth. Isn't that amazing? 30 you know, years of his life, he went about, all he did was doing good. And if they were all to be named, not all the books in the world couldn't contain them. Now that's amazing. He says, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You know, Paul suffered greatly uh, while here on earth. He first he persecuted God's children, and then after the Lord apprehended him, he suffered for the Lord's sake. And there's somebody that listen to what he says in second corinthians he's going to shoot a list off and tell me if we you or myself have suffered anywhere even close to this he says in second uh, corinthians chapter 11 verse 20 he says for you suffer if a man bring you into bondage if a man devour you if a man take of you if a man exalt himself a man smite you on the face he says i speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak howbeit whenever and he is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. He says, are the ministers of Christ? I am the more. And labors more abundant. And stripes above measure. And prisons more frequent. And deaths off. We may not be suffering stripes. We may not be uh, getting stoned like Paul did. But you're going to suffer some things through friendship and other parts of life, when you follow the Lord and Savior, you're going to suffer some things. But we can do it. We can do it. He says, if the Jews five times received 40 stripes, save one. He said, thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep. If there's somebody who understands sufferings, it's Apostle Paul, okay? 
He says, in journeyings often, he was often on a journey. He was often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of his own countrymen, his own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in the wilderness, in the sea, among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, and watchings often, in hunger and thirst, and fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon him daily, the care of all the churches. He suffered from just taking care of the church alone, much less his countrymen, much less on his journeys. All these things he went through over and over again to serve his Jesus. And that's, we're going to suffer some things maybe similar in our life, but we can do it. We look, get in that woe is me, in that doldrums, we can look at the many works that God has done, his thoughts towards us. They can't be reckoned. They just cannot be reckoned. It's like the God's children here on this earth. If you can count the stars of heaven, count the sand by the sea, or even we're uh, looked at and numbered as the sand or the dust of the earth, they cannot be numbered. It's impossible. That's how great God is. That's how big of a family he's got. His love towards us when we were dead in sins. You know, God didn't love us when we were right. He loved us when we were wrong. <laughs> he didn't. If God loved us for our work, it shoots down works altogether. Because we were dead when he quickened us. We were dead in trespasses and sins. So if our works has anything to do with it, that means when we were dead and we were without you know, strength, that's how he says this now. He says, we were, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. He, Paul writes to the, in Romans chapter 8, and think about some of the stuff that God is doing for us. I love the us is in the Bible. You and I are us, we're children of God. He says in Romans uh, chapter 8, he says, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to what? His purpose. It was God's purpose for these things, for all these things that are good to work for us. They're working for you and I. He says, for whom he did foreknow or for love. He did also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the what? The firstborn, which we heard this morning, among many brethren. Moreover, whom? This is a whom. This is not whom he did predestinate. Then he also called. That whom is to us. Okay? Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for what? For us. He's for you. He's for me. He's for all the elect family of God. He has done the predestinating. He is doing the choosing. For who? For us. He spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He was, a child was born, a son was given. What a better gift than the Savior, Jesus Christ. He says he spared him not. He gave him to us. That's why, you know, that's why I love about the, the Lord. We were given to Jesus before time ever began. And then... Jesus was given to us here in this life. Isn't that amazing? We were given to Jesus. Jesus was given to us. That's a great God. He said he spared him not. He delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Watch who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. That's how much he loved it. There's nobody that's going to be able to charge, charge you. It's not going to be able to charge us. None of God's children 
He says, who is he that condemneth? Is Christ that died, that risen again, who's even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. That is amazing. When you get down and deep, whip out Romans chapter 8. Go to Ephesians. The Lord blesses all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Reckon, count them up, start counting. It's time to start counting. You, think, you know, if a lot of the prophets, you know, Jeremiah suffered greatly. You know, J Jonah, he, he didn't count up the cost before. <laughs> Instead of going to Nineveh, he, he didn't do a, count up the cost. David didn't count up the cost, and he suffered greatly. We need to be doing some counting. You know, we count before we build so we have enough, <laughs> you know, to finish the job. But Paul says, you know, a lot of things he reckons that are not worthy you know, they're not even comparable. There are a lot of things that we as children, we need to start counting. We need to start reckoning, counting up the cost before we go out and do anything. He, First uh, Peter chapter 2 and 19, the uh, Peter, another one that suffered, he denied the Lord, what, three times? The cock, <laughs> three times, you know. Numbers and, and reckoning is quite amazing. Uh, Peter addresses in cha uh, chapter 2, verses 19, he says, For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you should take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is what? Acceptable to men, it's acceptable to God. It's acceptable to God to suffer for doing right. He says, for even here into where you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. He says, in this world you shall have tribulations. Not, it's plural there. You're going to have them. You're going to suffer. Okay? The world is going to hate you because it hated Jesus. If you love God, he loves you. They hated God, they're going to hate you. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer for friends. You're going to suffer at work. You're, there's things that you're going to have to suffer and go through if you're going to follow Christ. He's the one who has suffered for you that you may live with him always. For who? It's for you and I. It's for us. This is what God has done for us. He said, who did no sin? Neither was God found in his mouth. But when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. He says, who is his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. We were healed by his stripes. He suffered for us that we might be with him forever. Now that, <laughs> make you jump up and click your heels three times and get, get with it. Start counting. Start doing those things. He says, uh, chapter 4, he says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, we need to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind. For that he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. We need to count the cost on a daily basis. We need to look at the Lord and Savior for all his spiritual blessings to us. That he's given to us before time ever began. And he's doing here in this life. We need to count up those things before we move forward. And to help us keep moving forward, we need to do those things which are pleasing 
God's sake, because he suffered for us. Don't expect not to suffer here in this life. But we can look to the word of God. We can look to what he has done for us before time began, while here in time, and what he will do for us one and final day. I appreciate you this afternoon.